Good morning. Let us let us begin with a beautiful, beautiful dab ahead of us today. First, I want to thank Maishi for, for coordinating the logistical details so that I'm able to give daf even though I'm uh, I'm remote today. It's a great zuchos to be able to continue in this in this limud and a great zuchos baruch Hashem to be able to do it with all of you. So let's begin by thanking our sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of ER. To thank Yonah and Shoshi Ehrenfeld for dedicating all the Shur Midrashos this month in memory of their grandfather, Yosef Ben Shmuel Aaron. To thank Benjamin Lalise Wall of Netanya for dedicating Shur this month in memory of Dr. Michael Gelfand, Moshe Chaim Ben Svi Hirsch. Our week of learning sponsors, Hillel Olani Goldman, in honor of Dr. and Mrs. Jacob and Goldie Milner, and the entire Kihila, and Ari and Haley Lechterman, in memory of Haley's mother, Rachel Leah Bas Ruvain Mayer. We also take the opportunity, we welcome back our Shear member, Paul Pollock. After having surgery, Paul, you just have a continued Rafua Shalima, and we are happy, Baruch Hashem, to have you back. It also goes without saying that today is Yom HaZikaron. Today is the day in which Neretz Yisrael we remember all of those who have fallen defending, first of all, establishing the state of Israel, defending the state of Israel in acts of terror. And as a people, we are constantly reminded that anything and everything we have in life only comes with great sacrifice. Like we say to a little boy when he turns eight days old and has his chayi. That we say, it's an amazing thing that we say to a young child, his first couple of days in this world, that it's only through your blood that you will live. It is only through sacrifice that you will live. And today, we remember the great sacrifice that has been paid by so many, the ultimate sacrifice, sacrifice of life, the sacrifice of a future, of individual future, in order to go ahead and give Kalal Yisrael its national future. So it is so incredibly important that we take time today. And I sent out the link, I sent out the link on the Dathyomi WhatsApp chat that you could sign up and you could be given the name of an Israeli soldier or victim of terror and dedicate your Dathyomi learning today. If you haven't done so yet, you could just take out your phone, you could take the link, the email comes back in a matter of moments. It's just such a little thing, but it's so big. It's so, it's so simple and yet it's so incredibly profound to do our part to do something for an neshama of, of a young man, of a young woman who gave their lives for Amisha for Eretz Yisrael. We should hope that in the merit of their incredible sacrifice, of their incredible karbanos, in the merit of all that they have given for Amisha, that first of all, it should inspire us, should inspire us to be Moser Nefesh and to give for Klav Yisrael and Amir Hashem, you know, in our own way, in our own way. It's so important to push ourselves, to give a little bit of ourselves, a little extra to Am Yisrael. Sometimes we fall into the trap of just, you know, living for ourselves and thinking about ourselves and forgetting that we are part of something so much bigger, part of a bigger people, part of a bigger nation, part of a bigger land. And we have to be Moser Nefesh as well, each of us in our own way. And in the Zuchus of remembering the Mesiras Nefesh, Today of those kiddushim whose memory we, we remember, we daven for, we learn for today, we should be zochay each of us to engage in our own little mesiras nefesh, our own little self sacrifice for Am Yisrael as well, and perhaps in the source of the collective self sacrifice of Am Yisrael, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will finally see fit. First of all, to give a beautiful gan eden to all of those for who, whose memories we, we we pray for, we daven for today, but most of all that in the source 
of the collective Messias Nefesh of generations of Jews, for the Baruch who should finally see fit to immerse Hashem bring the Melech HaMashiach Mehir Rabbi Aminu. Amen. And I both say that, let us begin. So today's daf is Nun Ches. We really have a very beautiful daf ahead of us today. Sorry, I'm just going to go. Beautiful daf ahead of us today. So today's 58 Nun Ches. We are picking up, we are picking up on the second to last line on the Zayn Amid Beis, 57b. And the Gemara says as follows, Amar Rami Barachama, Yesh Chupa L'Psulos. Rami Barachama says, there is Chupa to Psulos. Most remember again, this was the Machlokis Ravid Shmuel that we already saw in the beginning of yesterday's daf. So just to reframe it, just to reframe it a little bit. So remember again, here was the following case. You have a Kohen Gadol, you have a Kohen Gadol who is marrying an Almana who herself is a Bas Kohen. So just to play this out, so remember again, this Almana, because she is a Bas Kohen, has already been eating Truma since she's become an Almana, right? Because after, after her husband died, she went back to her father's home, so to speak, literally or figuratively, but the point is she has the right to go ahead and eat Truma. Now what happens? She's marrying the Kohen Gadol. Now remember, that is an illegal marriage because the Kohen Gadol is not permitted to marry an Almana. And the, what's happening over here is the Kohen Gadol brings her into the Chuppah. Brings her into the Chuppah. So what's the Shaila? So the Shaila is, does Chuppah have halachic significance by itself? Now to be clear, this is Chuppah without Kiddushin, right? This is Chuppah. There, there's nothing else that's happening in this case except chuppah. So the shayla is, does bringing a woman into the chuppah have some type of halachic validity or not? Now in this case, in this case, the shayla would be, once the Kohen Gadol brings the almana into the chuppah, does she now become precluded from going ahead and eating truma? That's the shayla. So this is a machlokis Rav and Shmuel. Rav said, yesh chuppah l'psulos, that if you go ahead and you bring a woman into the chuppah, that does affect a level of quasi-marriage. And therefore, halacha l'maysa, again, halacha l'maysa, she would be precluded from eating truma. And Shmuel says, no, Shmuel says chuppah by itself does not affect anything. Now, if you remember again, according to Rav, just and then we'll move on, according to Rav, the idea was, why is chuppah affected? Rav called chuppah trilas bia. That's what he called it. It's the, be- it's the beginning of bia. The beginning of bia. Okay, so what's this now with that? Let's go. So, Amar Rai Barachama, Yesh Psulos. Rai Barachama says this whole discussion of whether or not chuppah works for psulos. In other words, whether or not that if a man is marrying a woman that he's not allowed to marry, does chuppah by itself create some level of marital significance? And let's say, for example, we're just going to keep using the case of the Kohen Gadol and the Almana because that's a good case where the stakes are high. So would we say that she's now precluded from going ahead and eating truma? This is the Machlokis Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. In other words, the Machlokis from our Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar, I remember again, going back to our Mishnah, on Nun Vav Amut Beis. So remember again, that Machlokes was the following situation. The Machlokes there was, an Amana marries a Kohen Gadol, right? So Halacha Lamaisa, when there's Irisin, do we say once there's Irisin, she's no longer allowed to eat Truma or not? So that's Machlokes. So remember Rabbi Meir, who's the unnamed Tanakama in the Mishnah, says once there's Irisin, 
ultimately she can't eat, she cannot eat um, chuma. Rabbi Loz, Rabbi Shimon, on the other hand, disagree. So Rabbi, so comes along Rabbi Barham and he wants to suggest this whole discussion, that's the same machlokis of the people in our Mishnah. So it says the Gimartap of Nunchas, Rabbi Meir, the Amr Kiddushin Pasli, Chupanami Pasla, according to Rabbi Meir, who holds that Halacha Lamaisa, remember, according to Rabbi Meir, let's go back for just a moment, a Kohen Gadol goes ahead and does Kiddushin with an Almana. So the Rabbi Meir said, the moment he does Kiddushin with the Almana, what's the Halacha? She is no longer permitted to go ahead and eat Truma. In other words, once, once she goes ahead and once there's Kiddushin, that's it. That's it. We're, we're done. She, she's not allowed to eat. So the same Rabbi Meir who would say that Kiddushin is effective to limit her, to limit her ability to eat Truma would also agree that Chuppah works as well. And therefore, once a Kohen Gadol brings an Almana into the Chuppah, that ends her ability to eat Truma. So the Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Darmi Kiddushin, Lo Pasli, Chuppah Lo Pasla. But according to Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, who holds that Kiddushin, when a Kohen Gadol is in the Kaddish Almana, ultimately, it does not end her ability to eat Truma. The only time she's no longer permitted to eat Truma, according to Belazar and, and Rabbi Shimon, is when there's Nisuin. He would, they would also say that Chupa doesn't cause a problem either. That Chupa by itself does not preclude her from going ahead and eating Truma. Okay, says the Gemara, Umi Mai. Now, how do you know how to link, to link these two discussions? So we'll say, what Rami Bar is currently suggesting is as follows. That these two machloksim are are linked. In other words, our Mishnah spoke about once a kohen gadol does kiddushin with once a kohen gadol does kiddushin with an almana, does that end her ability to eat truma? Remember again, we're talking about an almana who herself is a bas kohen, so she's eating truma from her father's home. Once there's kiddushin, does that end her ability to eat truma? That's a machlokis. Rabbi Meir says yes. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon says, no, it doesn't, she doesn't lend her, she doesn't lose her ability to eat until Nisuin. Okay, that's Machlokis 1. Machlokis 2, Machlokis Rabin Shmuel, does Chuppah, same case, same characters, does, does a coin godl bring an Amana into Chuppah, does that end her ability to eat Shuma? Rav says yes, Shmuel says no. Rami Barchama wants to suggest that the same machlokis of this is the same machlokis. It's the same machlokis. So, for example, Rabbi Meir, who would say that Kiddushin doesn't end the Almana's ability to eat Truma, would also say that Chuppah doesn't end the Almana's ability to eat Truma. And Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, who hold that Kiddushin does end the Almana's ability to eat Truma, would hold that Chuppah does end the Almana's ability to eat Truma. They're linked. To which the Gemara says, I don't know, maybe not. Umimai, how do you, how do you know that? Umimai, Dilma, Ad Kanokam Rabbi Meir Hasam, Ella Bikidushin de Kanila, Avachopa de Kanila, Lo. First of all, how do you handle link these two? Maybe Rabbi Meir holds that Halachalamaisa Kidushin ends the Almana's ability to go ahead and eat Truma. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because Halachalamaisa, so Kidushin is an effective form of marital acquisition. I don't like to use that word, but you understand. In other words, in other words that Kidushin is a, is, is a valid form of marriage. So at the time of Kidushin, the Kanila, a husband acquires the wife. 
So Kiddushin is effective. But who says that Chuppah by itself is effective? Remember again, Abosai, we're not talking about a case of Chuppah that follows Kiddushin. We're talking about, as Rashi explained in yesterday's daf, it's just Chuppah by itself. It's just Chuppah by itself. So who says that Chuppah by itself is effective? Look at Rashi for just a moment, the second line from the top, Chuppah. Who says that chuppah by itself works? In other words, we'll say, remember, in a classic sense, chuppah, in a classic sense, chuppah is something that follows another process. Who says that halacha lamaisa, chuppah by itself, without being preceded by, by kiddushin, works? So you can't necessarily link the two. Inami, Furthermore, could very well be that Rabbi Lazar Shimon would say in the Mishnah that Kiddushin doesn't preclude her ability to go ahead and and eat Truma because they, they're not yet living together. Literally, the Lashon is the Lokiva They're not close to having relations. But Chuppah, which normally is the step before a husband and wife are living together, perhaps they would agree with Rabbi Meir in that case that Halakha Lamaisa, Chuppah would preclude her from going ahead and eating Truma. Therefore, I will say, Halakha Lamaisa, the Gemara says, they're not living. Rami Bar Chama, A for effort, great try, great try to link the two Machloksim. Ultimately, again, of the Mishnah of Kiddushin and of Chuppah, but they don't necessarily go together. If you're going to say anything, if you're going to say anything, perhaps you could you could say that the machlokis of chupa is the machlokis of the following tanoim. Here we go. It's really quite fascinating. First of all, I just want to tell you what, what a source it is to be able to learn with you and, and how lucky we, we are to live in an age of such modern technology. I appreciate it every day when I see the chevra from everywhere, from Eretz Yisrael, from, from, yeah, from Toronto, from, of course, and I'm there in Baltimore. But what a schos, you know, part of, I'm away just for a little bit, and sometimes my anxiety of going away is not being able to give the daf, and what a schos it is to be able to continue to learn together. I, again, I can't thank Maishi and Jeremy enough for helping to make this, but what, what days we live, what, what time we live in, right? It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter where you are, what time it is. Baruch Hashem, the schos to be able to learn together. Beautiful daf, Musech, Zachino, 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 and I feel so privileged to do this with all of you. Okay, back to the Gemara. Ella i ikala meimar beplutta dahani tarei. But rather, again, if you're going to say anything, the machlokis is going to be a machlokis of the following tanoim. Here we go. Disanya nisu zu vizu kshiras upsulos Okay, so we'll say here's what's interesting. The wording of this, the wording of this case is a little bit strange. Okay, so let, let's just translate it, then we'll explain it. Misu Zuvazu, Cohen, Cohen, married this one and that one. Look at Rashi, Nisu, Le Cohen, Zuvazu, Umay Zuvazu, Kshiros Upsulos. A Cohen married women, right? Kasher, Kasher women, Puzzle women, okay, Kshiros Upsulos, all right, or he brought them under the Nival. relations did not happen, right? So, so the Iker over here is, you have a coin marrying women, either they're permitted to him or they're prohibited to him, right? Two different groups. Now remember, we're gonna look at the wording. It says, nisu, nisuin, or he brought them into the Chuppah, 
but there was not relations. Ochlos Mishalom, first of all, they are supported by him. So apparently the acts so nisu, because once a man does nisun with a woman, or apparently according to this approach, once a man brings a woman into the chuppah, even if there wasn't bia, the obligation for a husband to support his wife is triggered, so he's obligated to support them. Va'oklos b'chuma, and ultimately they're permitted to chuma. They're permitted to chuma. So the Gemara says, "Nichlesu michlal dinisu nisu mamish." So I will say the 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 lashon of nichnesu, the lashon of nichnesu, that lashon generally sounds like one of actual nisuin, actual nisuin. So I will say. So remember. Why is this important for us? Because I will say this is talking about a case of a coin who's going ahead and a coin who's going ahead and marrying a woman who is usher to him. Now I will say what's interesting to note for our purposes is it also says that if he brings her into the chuppah, she's permitted to eat truma, which sounds like chuppah by itself without bia will not preclude her from going ahead and eating truma. There weren't relations. And the halacha is that she is permitted to go ahead and eat, meaning she's obligated to be, or he's obligated to support her, and she's permitted to eat truma. So I will say, what do you see from here? You see from here that bringing a woman, a Kohen, who brings a woman who he's not allowed to marry into chuppah with no bia does not preclude her from eating truma. So Rabbi Shmuel ben Osh, Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka, Omer, Kol Shebi Asa Ma'achilasa, Chupasa Ma'achilasa. Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka, says no. He disagrees. And he says, any situation where if a Kohen were to have bia with a woman, that bia would enable her to eat truma, so her ch- the chuppah enables her to eat truma. Conversely, any time that bia with a coin would not enable her to eat truma, so too chuppah does not enable her to eat truma. To which the Gemara says, Mimai, so how do you know that this is the same machlokis? Maybe Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yochanan and Baraka, maybe he holds like Rabbi Meir. Maybe he holds like Rabbi Meir. So the Gemara the Amar Kiddushin Lo Achla. In other words, maybe his general position is that Halacha right? That by Kiddushin, by Kiddushin Lo Achla, the Gemara says, if that's the case, then why does it say if the bia doesn't enable her to eat, then the chuppah doesn't enable her to eat? It should say, It should have said that any situation where ultimately, again, bia does not enable her to eat, money, which refers to kesef kiddushin, would not enable her to eat as well. To which the Gemara says, well, that's, that's an easy answer. It could be that it's just a question of textual symmetry. And the same way that the Tanakama used the Lashon of Chuppah, so too Rabbi Shmuel also used the Lashon of Chuppah. Okay, so, so ultimately, we're still we're still left with our Machlokas. The only Gemara was trying to show over here, really what Rabbi Chama was trying to show over here, is that this Machlokas of Yesh Chopalopsolos or In Chopalopsolos is indeed a more general, widespread machlokes. 
So we are still left with our general machlokesim, right? So again, machlokes number one is still machlokes in the Mishnah, which is halach lamaisa coin gadol, or I should say a coin, marries a woman who is not allowed to, who herself is a bas coin, they do kiddushin. Does the act of kiddushin preclude her ability to eat truma anymore or not? That's one machlokes. Now machlokes number two, I mean, we had another couple of machlokesim in between. Machlokes number two, over here in the Gemara now, is yesh chupalopsulos. Right, do halach lamaisa does the does chuppah kohen gadol brings an almana into the chuppah? She's also a bas kohen. Does that chuppah preclude her from eating truma anymore or not? Second machlokus. Okay, we're not we're not finished it. Let's go right there. Okay, Amr Bamra, Amr Amr Lan Rav Sheishas va'anridu la'aynehu mimasnisin. So says Ravama, this thing was said to us by Rav Sheshas, and we were enlightened about it from our Mishnah. Well, what are we talking about? Here we go. So I say, okay, so pretty much Rav Sheshas comes straight out and says this. He says, there is Chobolopsulos. So once again, remember, let's just define our terms. Chobolopsulos means that if a coin, if a coin brings, okay, simple case, simple case. Coin Godel, you know, let's do Coin Godel. Go big or go home, right? Let's go, going Godel, right? So I have the Coin Godel is marrying an Almana. This Almana is also the daughter of a Coin, okay? So now she, before she met Coin Godel, she was, she was widowed. She was eating Truma based on her, her own family affiliation. Coin Godel brings her into the Chuppah. There's no prior condition, nothing's happened beforehand. There's Chuppah. So now, again, we have our machlokas. Rav says that chuppah is maritally effective. That's an illegal union. Therefore, she's no longer permitted to go ahead and eat truma. Shmuel says, no. Chuppah, and again, Rav's logic is chuppah is trilas bia. It's the beginning of bia. Shmuel says chuppah, a standalone chuppah, is not maritally significant. And therefore, again, halacha lamaisa, she could continue to eat truma. Comes along Rav Sheishas. Rav says, So Rav Sheshes holds like Rav, Chopa is significant. Once the coin Godel brings that Almana into the Chopa, she is prohibited from eating any more Truma. So listen to this, Rav say. Rav Sheshes enlightens us, so to speak, from Emishna in Meseches Sota. Here we go. Amen, Shaloshatisi, Arusa, Unesua, Shomeres, Yavam, Uknusa. So we'll say this this. We're familiar with the, with the concept of sota. Right? So sota, a woman is a woman is warned by her husband not to be alone with a particular man. Right? So Ruvain says to his wife, Rachel, don't be alone with Shimon. Rachel goes ahead and violates that warning. And again, all this takes place in front of witnesses. Rachel, Rachel goes ahead and violates that warning. She is alone with Shimon. And there are witnesses, and she's alone for an amount of time long enough for something to have occurred. Okay, fine. There's a process. Take the section of soda written on a piece of parchment, dissolve in the water. She drinks the water, and the water tests her marital fidelity. That that's soda. Now, I will say, interestingly enough, part of the process of soda is she takes essentially like a shuwa, like an oath about her innocence. So here's so here's the text of the oath. Amen. She affirms the fact that she has been faithful to her husband. Shaloshatisi. Or Satisi Arusa Unisua Shomarasyabamuknusa. I've never committed adultery as an Arusa, Arison, 
Nisuin Shomeres Yavam while I was waiting for Yibum Ukinusa. Okay, so let's let's take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says Shomeres Yavam Ukinusa Kilomar Vim Haisi Vimto Vakansa Yavam Mashka Oso Umashpia Umasbi Sorry Umashpia Af Al Stira Shinistira Baodo Shomeres Yavam Umayim Bodkinosa. Rashi is just pointing over here something very interesting that Halacha Lamaisa. Apparently, infidelity while she's waiting for Yibum is also problematic. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara. So let's analyze this. So the Gemara says, Now, what's the case, right? So once she's taking this oath of fidelity, right? Once she's swearing that she's been faithful to her husband, so part of that is that I didn't commit adultery during Erison. Okay, so what's that case? What's that case? So the Gemara says, Hi, if you're telling me that he warned her during a sin, don't be alone with a particular man. And she violated that warning and she was alone during a sin. Does an Arusa drink the waters of Sota? Of course not. For what now we learned, Arusa vishomeres yavam lo shosos velo notlos ksuva. I will say, in general, we have a concept that Narusa and Shomeres Yavam do not drink, do not drink the waters of the Sota, nor do they go ahead and, nor do they go ahead and take their Ksuva. We're going to leave aside Ksuva right now. I will say, the reason why an Arusa and a Shomeres Yavam do not go ahead and drink Sota water is very simple. Because Halach the Pasuk says, if a woman committed adultery, Tachas Isheikh, right? Literally, while living under your husband or with your husband. In other words, that the sota, the process of sota, is only when husband and wife are living together. That's the only time that process can be triggered. During erosin, or when the fact when a woman is a shomeras yavam, she's waiting for yibam, they're not living together. So here we'll say it's very strange. So we have, right, we have the sota process, and part of the sota process is a woman is taking an oath of that she that she has been faithful to her husband. And now the Gemara says, one of the things in which she, she swears to is that I did not commit adultery during Eresin. Okay, so the Gemara says, so what, what, what exactly is this happening? We're talking about a case where he warned her during Eresin and she was alone, she violated the warning during Eresin. Well, if that's the case, Sota process doesn't work during Eresin because it has to be Tachasi Sheikh. Sota process only works when she is living together with her husband. So what's the case? Rather, what has to be the case? The case has to be, he warned her during Erison. She was, she violated the warning and was alone with, with the man during Erison. Then they had Nisuin. And then he goes ahead, the husband goes ahead and administers the Sota process or brings her to the Beis Amikdash for the Sota process. I says the Gemara that doesn't work. Me but Gilimaya, the water won't work in that type of scenario. Why not? Vatanya we learned Vinikaha Ishmea Ava me avon Bismansha Ishminuka me avon Hamain Bodkines Ishto. Ain ha ishminuka me avon ain hamain bodkines ishto. Srebosai, interesting enough the Pasik by Sota says Vinika Ishme Avon the man will be free from iniquity or from sin. Which I will say the Gemara Darshan's to me as follows. If a man warns his wife not to be alone with a particular man, and she violates the warning. That triggers the Sota process. If he has relations with her after her violation of the warning, 
then ultimately the process is derailed, process is derailed, and he can no longer administer the waters to her. In other words, I would say that obviously what we say to the husband is, look, you know, you're concerned that your wife is not being faithful, okay? There's a mechanism for that. The fact that you had relations with her afterwards indicates that you yourself, this doesn't matter to you all that much. So, so Lemaissa, the Gemara says, how can you tell me it's a case of where he warned her during Erison, she violated the warning during Erison, then you had Nisuin, Nisuin by definition means they lived together, they had relations, and now, and now, and now you're going ahead and bringing her to the base of English for the Sota process. That doesn't work. That doesn't work, because the moment that a husband has relations with his wife, sometime in the middle of this Sota process, it derails the entire thing. So what's the case? Ella, the Kanila Kishigarusa. So what's the case? Cases where he warned her during Erison, this Dachra, and she violated the warning. She was alone with the man during Erison. The Nichnas Alachopa, all. They went into the Chopa, Velo Nivala, but they have not had relations. So I will say, the Gemara is calling that a case of Nisuin. So what do you see from here? Shmamina Yechopa Psulos. So I will say, what do you see from here? You see from here that Halachalamaisa Chopa works. Incredible. Chuppah works that the act of bringing her into the chuppah, even though there hasn't been relations, is kona. And now that's called marriage. That's called marriage. So you see from here that chuppah works. And now does chuppah work, by the way, I will say, who does chuppah work, work with? Chuppah works with psulos. Because remember, again, technically speaking, a man warns his wife not to be alone with a particular man. She violates the warning. She's alone with him. At that point in time, she's really asura to him, right? At that point in time, the wife is really prohibited to her husband until she undergoes the sota process. And yet, again, we're saying that when he brings her under the chuppah, that's called nisuin. So what do you see from here? That yesh chuppah lepsulos, like Rav said on the beginning of Amit Beis. Amar Rav says, but so, 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 Rabbi, so Rabbi says, first of all, let me ask you, how do you know that this Mishnah is correct? In other words, just because the Mishnah says something doesn't automatically mean that it's correct. It could be disproven. Listen to this. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry. When Rabbi Acha Barchanina came from the south of Eretz Yisrael, he brought with him a particular Mishnah. Listen to this. So what does the what does the Mishnah say? Mi balade yisheich. So we'll say, so the Pasuk, this is again by Sota. The Pasuk is, Va'at ki satis tachas yisheich, v'chinitme isvayitin ishbach eshechaton balade yisheich. This is by the Sota. That the Sota has had relations with a man who is not her husband. Mi shekidma, now listen to this, we'll say, in order for the Sota process to work, it has to be mi shekidma shechivas balaboel, the Sota process only works if this woman in question has first had relations with her husband and then potential adulterous affair. But if the alleged affair occurred before she had relations with her husband, that doesn't fit into the framework of the Sota process. And I will say, listen to this. And the problem is, the way we just set up the case was how that the way the way we just set up the case was how was that he warned her during Erison. He warned her during Erison. She violated the warning during Erison. Then they had chuppah. 
which I will say means that relations with the boel, with the adulterer, potentially preceded relations with the husband. In this case, again, it wasn't even relations with the husband yet, but relations with the adulterer came first. Says the Gemara, or according to this approach of Rabbi Achabar Hanino, that, that, that's not in line with the Sota process. To which the Umar says, no, 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 it's not such a problem. You could set up the case in the following way. What's the case? The case, we will say, is where the husband had relations with his wife during Arison. During Arison, that's the case. Not ideal, not ideal, that's clear. But Lamaisa, he had relations with her during Arison. Ultimately, again, I will say, because you can set up, because remember, again, it's the same type of situation by Shomeras Yavam. That Allah Chalamaisa, by Shomeras Yavam, it could be a case where he had relations with her while she was waiting for Gibom. To which the Lord suggests, as an aside, what? What does that mean? I'm a baser, I will say, Shomeras Yavam, Karis Le Ishtoma Ali. I will say, if, if a surviving brother has relations with his widowed sister in law while she's waiting for Yibum, that's not called having relations waiting for Yibum. What is that called? What is that called? That's called Yibum. That's, that, that, that is Yibum. To which the Gemara says, Ishtoma al Yehi, the Ha'amarav Kanalakal. Rav said that Halacha Lamaisa, remember again, I will say this was a few days ago, a little more than a few days ago, Rav said that Halacha Lamaisa, when it comes to Yibum, any type of Bia, right? Any type of Bia, one doesn't have to have Kavana for Yibum. As long as one has Kavana for Bia, Halacha Lamaisa, that affects Yibum. Which one see, right? But we hold Kishmuel the Amar Lokana, Eladra Morim Beparsha. Could be a reflexive view of Shmuel. Shmuel holds both say that what? That when Bia is not performed with the Kavana for the mitzvah, it's effective, but it's only effective for the things that are spelled out in the Parsha of Yibum, namely, namely, um, right, the items we mentioned before that Allah saw inheritance. Inheritance and the fact that it affects Yibum, to which the Gemara says, So, remember, this whole discussion is only according to Rav. And Rav is the one who said that when you go ahead and do you do Yibum even without the right intent, that affects Yibum. What's the case? Okay, so we'll say, so maybe the case over here is like this. Maybe the case is where he did Ma'amar. He did Ma'amar, and then afterwards, afterwards, ultimately, again, there was a Bias Znus. And I will say, based on flexive view of Beishamai, and Beishamai holds that Allah Chalamaisa, this is going back even a little bit longer, whole fundamental is about Ma'amar. Beishamai was of that school of thought that Ma'amar affects complete Kiddushin. If that's the case, then isn't this the same case of Erisin or the Tameich? To which the Gemara is according to that logic, Nesua or Kenusa, Lav Chadam Losehi, isn't Nesua and Kenusa Rabosai really one case? Now, Nesua Kenusa, same idea. To which the Gemara says, Ella, Nesua Didei, U Kenusa Dechavre. Rather, what you have to say is as follows Nesua ultimately again refers to one's own wife. In other words, if you look at Rashi, it's right across in Rashi. Nesua didei, ishto shalohaisipinto. Nesua refers to a case, ultimately, again, of a man marrying a woman. Versus kinusa, which refers to yibum. Hachanami arusa didei, vishomeras yabam dechavre. Okay, 
So Rav Papa, Rav Papa says, Hi Tano. So I'll say, we're just trying to figure out over here as follows. We're just, tr- this is all in the same sugya of Chupa Kona, or I should say, Yesh Chupa Lepsulos. This is all the same exact discussion. We're just trying to identify who are the opinions who hold what, and again, are there other opinions that say that ultimately, again, chuppah is kona by psulos? That's our fundamental issue. So Rapapa, Rapapa says as follows. Here we go, i really interesting. Hi, Tano. This You cannot go ahead and give a woman to drink when she is an arusa. Right, doesn't work. Right, can't go. We, we, we spoke about this before. You can't go ahead and minister the soul to process during erusin. But also, what can you do? You could warn her in order to give her to drink during nisuin. Okay. Now listen to this. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Amar Al Yidei Gilgal. Shabbos said this is really very interesting. Very interesting. So first, I'll take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rav Papa Amar, Shabbos Rav Papa is commenting on the previous Gemara. Shabbos Rav Papa wants to suggest, don't infer from the previous Gemara that Don't infer that. Rav Papa says this is actually a different kind of case. In general, in general, we say that you cannot go ahead and warn an arusa, right? There's no concept of warning, sota warning during irisin. And of course, you certainly can't go ahead and give her to drink of the waters during irisin, right? So I will say, so when does irisin ever come up? In other words, so what we're saying, I will say that is during irisin, during irisin, you cannot go ahead and administer the sota process. So you can't warn her. Right? There's no warning during irisin, and of course, there's no administering of the waters. So if that's the case, how does irisin, how does the discussion of irisin get involved in sota at all? To which the Gemara says something amazing. I'll tell you how. You know how it happens? Over something called Gilgal. Now, let me talk about this outside for just a moment. In general, the concept of Gilgal means as well. But this is not the esoteric Gilgal of reincarnation, right? But rather, again, this is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more down to earth. So I said, with Gilgal, Gilgal Shua means like this. Sometimes in Halacha, there are certain things that could trigger a liability to take an oath, to swear about something. And there are other things that do not trigger an unliability for oath, and you can't actually make someone swear over it. But there's an interesting mechanism called Gilgal, which means that once a person is already having to take a shavua, to take an oath about certain things, we can now expand the scope of that oath to go ahead and include a whole variety of other things, which by themselves would not have been, would not have triggered an oath liability. So here we go. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, um, this is incredible. I will say. Listen to this. 
When we have a Sota situation, and remember, Sota is only triggered in a very specific scenario, which, well, not very specific, but again, there has to be Nisuin. She has to have lived with her husband before, again, anything to do with the Yavam. So now watch this. Once, so now let's play this out. Ruvain warned Rachel, don't be alone with Shimon. They're already married. I was going to say happily married, but obviously not so happily married. Right? So they're going ahead and, right, so now Ruvain, Ruvain, warned, Rachel, Ruvain warned Rachel, don't be alone with Shimon. She violates the warning. Again, the whole Sota process. Witnesses, okay, now we're, we're at the base Hamikdash. She's taking a Shavua that she has been faithful, that she has not committed adultery. Now we'll say she's taking an oath that she hasn't committed adultery during, during, during Misuin. Now, once we have her taking an oath, Gilgal Shavua means, literally in the Gaga, we can roll other things into this Shavua. So we're rolling other things. What else do we roll into this Shavua? Arison. Arison. We're going to have you take a Shavua that you were faithful during Arison as well. Ah, says Rav Nachman, that's how, was Rav Nachman? Yeah, says Rav Nachman, that's how Arison is coming into the picture over here. Arison by itself can never trigger any type of salt or liability. But once she's already swearing for something that happened, the Nisilin will go ahead and make her swear for something happened that happened in Arison as well. Incredible. Shalaf Rabbi Rav so again, transitioning a little bit to a, to a newer discussion again, we're going to come back to the halacha ma'isa. I'm going to save three minutes at the end for the halacha ma'isa. So here we go. So let's finish the daf. So just keep in mind, we still don't know the Mishnah, right? The Mishnah, does Kiddushin, does Kiddushin impact the ability for the Kohenes to Giti Tietruma? Machlokis, we don't know. Yesh Chopa Lepsulos, Machlokis is still there. One more piece. Listen to this. A person, so I'll say, let's, simple case. Ruben dies, leaves behind the widow Rachel. Leaves behind the widow Rachel. And let's assume that it's a family of Kohanim. So Ruben died, they have left behind the widow Rachel. And Ruben has two brothers, Shimon and Levi. Okay? So Shimon does Ma'amar with Rachel. Does Ma'amar with Rachel. And now, of course, there's another, there's another brother, Levi. Wow. The moment that Shimon does, the moment that Shimon does Ma'amar with Rachel, and I will say we're also assuming that Rachel also comes from a Kohanic family. The moment that Shimon does Ma'amar with Rachel, she is not permitted to eat Truma. What? What's, what's, what's going on over here? Look at Rashi. This is wild. Rashi is P'sula Minat Truma Achichnos. Now, she's not permitted, what that means is, she's not permitted to eat truma until Shimon does yibo. In other words, ma'amar, ma'amar, which creates a marital bond, go, according to his son, goes ahead and precludes her from eating truma until yibo happens. Why is that? Look at Rashi. Right before we get to Rashi, Leman. So why, why is that? So if you say it's according to Rabbi Meir, so also remember again, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir holds, now, I also remember again. So let's talk about this outside just for a moment. It's a very exciting Gemara. Let's talk about it just for a moment. So here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem now, I will say, is once Shimon, once Shimon does Ma'amar, technically speaking, she's prohibited to Levi. But yet, there's still a Zika to Levi as well. 
So perhaps we would call that mishtameres lebiya psula. She is in a relationship where there is a potential illegal bia. Who would the illegal bia be with? It would be with Levi, the other brother with whom she did not do ma'amar. So perhaps the presence, right, that, 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 that quasi-illegal marital bond, which exists, remember again, Shimon did ma'amar, which means on some level she's connected to Shimon, but there's still a zika to Levi. So perhaps, again, that's considered to be a little bit of an illegal bond as well, which would preclude her from going ahead and eating truma. To which the Gemara says, well, let's analyze this. First of all, let's understand over here. When Rabbi Meir says back in the Mishnah, back in the Mishnah, that when the Kohen does Kiddushin, when Kohen Gadol does Kiddushin with Yamana, that she can no longer go ahead and eat Shuma. That's because she's mishtameres labia psula midaraisa. You're talking about a biblically prohibited relationship that is going to lead to a biblically prohibited bia. But in this case over here, we're talking about the Let's take a look at Rashi in just a moment. Mishtameres labia psula. Rashi says she yish biad achiv lavo alav ubi aso bia v'chiechi dihi mishtameres labia aso kathi mishtameres labia achiv she psula midarabanan. So we'll say, Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah is only talking about a Daraisa. This is talking about a Dura We'll say, again, when Ruvain does Ma'amar and Shimon were to technically have Bia with the Yavama, what would happen? What would happen? So, first of all, Shimon would affect Yibum. It would be an Isha Durabanan. So, again, the fact that there's an Isha Durabanan, why would that preclude her from going ahead and eating Truma? The Elo Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. So maybe it's Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. To which the Gemara says, Hashdam Mishdameres Labi Absula Daraisa Achla Dirabana Miboy. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon allowing the Mishnah for her to eat Truma even when she is has Erisin in a biblically prohibited relationship. They certainly would allow it in a rabbinic one as rabbinically prohibited one as well. Elo Ki Asa Rabin Amar Asa Ba Maamar Bivimto Divri Hakol Achla. Rather Gemara says, You're right. You're right. In a case like we just described, where Shimon did ma'amar with Rachel, everyone agrees Rachel's permitted to continue to eat Shuma. That's not a problem. Where's the problem? Watch this. Yeshlo ach chalal. Oh. What happens, say, if there's Ruvain, Shimon Levi, Ruvain died, left behind the widow Rachel, and now what happens? This Shimon, but Levi is a chalal. Right? So they're all paternal brothers, but let's say Levi's mother was a grusha. So he comes from an illegal union. He's a chalal. In that case, everyone will agree that what? Rachel can't eat. She can't eat truma until actual yibum. Because in that period of time between ma'amar and yibum, there is a connection between her and the ma'amar brother, but there's also a zika between her and the chalal. And that prohibited connection will preclude her from going ahead and eating truma. It's fascinating. Where's the machlokes? The machlokes ultimately, again, is if he gave her a get. What's the case? I'll say quickly. If a coin went ahead and, let's say again, Shimon gave Rachel a get. So I'll say, here's the case. Instead of Yibum, Shimon gives her a get. Shimon gives her a get. But Lamaise, remember again, we spoke out with a get. A get doesn't totally remove Zika, right? Even with a get, there is still a Zika that is there. To which the Gemara says, what's the case? Rabbi Yochanan Amr Ocheles. Rabbi Yochanan says, Sheikh Isali Truma. Rish Lakish Amr Eno Ocheles. Rish Lakish, she can't eat Truma. Why is this? Rabbi Yochanan Amr Ocheles. Afil Rabbi Yochanan Amr Eno Ocheles. 
Even according to Rameir, who says in Mishnah that when she is involved in a legal relationship, that that, that shuts the truma window immediately. Hanimili, Mishtameres, Labia, Psula, Daoraisa. That is only when you're dealing with a Daoraisa case. Remember, again, even once he gives her a get, this is all in the Yibam case. That's only Drabanan. About Drabanan, Akhla. Reish Lakish, Amar, Eino Akhalas. Reish Lakish says she can't eat once he gives her the get. Why? I feel of Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, Dami Akhalas. Even when Rabbi Shimon said that she could eat, Hanimili, Diyesh Lola Ha'achil Bamakom Acher. That is only in a situation where this man could marry someone who in a different scenario could enable, if he marries a per- permitted woman, woman, he could enable her to But in this case, he's a chalol, right? The other brother is a chalol. A chalol can never enable someone to eat truma under any circumstances. I, but here you could also say that maybe he can allow someone to eat truma. How? Ultimately, again, in a case of Choseres, Choseres Paskamine, Ukrova, Ukrova Lebeinashia. I will say in that case, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Halacha Lamaisa, in that case, the connection stops with him, and ultimately, again, her ability, Choseres means he dies, she's go back, she, goes, she goes back to her father's home. In that case, it's not the husband who's enabling her to eat Truma, it's her father, Ukrova Lebeinashia. But here, ultimately, again, there's still a connection. And therefore, we'll say, again, the Gemara says that last case of the Chalal won't work. So therefore, we'll say, in these last two cases, by the way, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, this would be true, this the Rambam Paskins, which is in this last case, where Ruvain dies, leaves behind Shimon and Levi, and Levi is a Chalal, Levi is a Chalal, the presence of Levi would preclude her from eating Truma until Yibam occurs. Because technically speaking, she is maritally connected through Zika to someone who would prevent her from eating truma. So it is true, she would not be able to eat truma during the in-between period, only once Yibam occurs. I will say, just I know we have literally 30 seconds left, I want to close out the sugya. So how do we pass him? We have two machloksim that we need before we move on. Machlok is number one in the Mishnah, right? Mishnah again, again, Kohen Gadol does Kiddushin with an Almana. Does Kiddushin, and she and she herself is a Kohanic. She comes from a Kohanic family. So Allah again, do we say that that Kiddushin precludes her from going ahead and, from going ahead and, sorry, from going ahead and, and, and eating Truma? That's issue number one. And do we say Yesh Psulos? So I will say the Rambam, very quickly, the Rambam, Hilchos Trumos, Halacha Zayin, Perek Chaf Aleph, says as follows. Kohenes Almona Shnes Arsala Kohen Gadol, Vehin Mishamros Labia Psulama Doraisa, Hare Elu Lo Yochlu. I will say we pass like Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah, that when a when an Almona, who is a Kohenes, she herself is a Bas Kohen, has Arison with a Kohen Gadol, so an illegal Arison, the illegal Arison itself, prevents her from going ahead and eating truma anymore, which means that any time that a woman is mishtameres lebiya psula midoraisa, any time she's in an erosin, which sets her up for an illegal, for an illegal act of relations, she is not permitted to eat truma. We pass the Rabbi Meir. Number two, same halacha, the chenem michnesu l'chopa below erosin, Ainon Ochlos, Shachopa Posalta Milachos. Similarly, again, Allah Lamaisa, 
once you and once a woman enters into a chuppah, the amana enters into a chuppah with the kohen gadol. Chuppah also precludes her from eating truma anymore. So we pass the rabbi Meir. Once there's illegal kiddushin, she can no longer eat truma, and once there is chuppah, she is no longer able to eat truma. Shkoyach, shkoyach, shkoyach. I'm sorry, I went a little bit over. Have a wonderful day. See everyone tomorrow. Shkoyach.